What's up, guys? It's Friday, July 31st, 2020, and you are here for another edition of the FritzCast. How y'all doing? It's been, uh, I, I haven't been in in a, a week, and uh, in talking with my buddy Brian Nichols, who I was on Brian Nichols' show um, a week ago, two weeks ago, yeah, a week ago. That's why there was no Fritzcast last week. If you're sitting there wondering, where was Fritzcast? Where were you? We needed you. Where were you? I was on Brian's show. I was on Brian Nichols' show. My good friend Brian Nichols. Uh, it's it's only been a week. I took you know I took the week off because I was doing his show, and uh, I wanted to share that with you. I wanted to give you the opportunity branch away from my podcast. Listen to my buddy's podcast, you know, uh, because uh, we all have podcasts. So come on, let's get real. Every libertarian, you're not a real libertarian if you don't have a podcast. I don't know how to break that to you. <laughs> that should have been known. But uh, as Brian stated, I believe in in his interview with me in our conversation, COVID time just adds to everything. So while it was like just a week lapse, especially with all the stuff that's happened uh, in in the past couple of weeks, that's you know, currently unfolding in the news, it really it feels like I haven't sat down to do an episode of Fritzcast for a month. That's how it feels sometimes. But we're here now, and uh, it's Friday, and it's uh, we're about to hit August. We're going into August now. This is pretty crazy. Uh, what's going on? Uh, as you saw, brand new intro video that I did up. Uh, this is gonna be that's gonna be the new Fritzcast intro video. That, that will open up every episode of FritzCast unless I decide to do some kind of special, you know, other type of opening like the one that you may recall a couple of weeks ago. That was, a, you know, I, I believe it was July 4th uh, week episode. Uh, that was, you know, supposed to be rousing and uplifting and all that. Uh, I did a really cheap video and package intro for that one, but it, it was it was very, you know, blah. This one's, you know... This one's a little jam-packed and has a bunch of stuff going on. And I think it's cool. Uh, I think it's cool. I sent it out to some people. I always have, I have what I call feelers. These are the people that I float these things out to um, before I actually implement it on a podcast uh, or, or implement the change or whatever. Uh, so they kind of like check it out and they go, you know, yeah, thumbs up. Or no, it looks like a five-year-old made it. Uh, so that's the new intro video. And uh, just to break it down. A little bit. Uh, there's some video clips in there. Uh, for example, there's a there's obviously me mocked up to look like Kratos. Uh, that's that's a little it's a little app we like to call Reface around these parts that can put your face in a GIF. Uh, if you're into nerdy, stupid shit like that, which I am, I, I eat that stuff up. I love it. So so you got that, and also me as Maximus. Are you, are you not entertained? Uh, that's in there as well. Uh, there's two video clips of, uh, of, of reenactments in there. There's one, uh, from the Battle of the Brandywine in Delaware, which, uh, was a, is a Revolutionary War reenactment. It was a losing battle for America, but I got that nice shot of the line firing. Um, and I, I just wanted to use it for something. So I said, you know what? I'm obsessed with this reenactment stuff and with cannons and black powder muskets and all that. It's gotta be in. The Fritz cast intro, so I threw it in there. And the other one is from a quote-unquote Civil War skirmish uh, done at uh, 
colonial Pennsylvania plantation on a yearly basis. It's not a reenactment of any war, but they get a bunch of Union and Confederate reenactors, and they play out what would have been a small Civil War skirmish uh, fairly accurately for you. And it's just a fun little event to go see. So I had a ton of video clips from that, too, and I said, it's got to be in the intro. It's just got to be in the intro. It's got to got to be in the intro, period. So threw it in there, and then we took clips from uh, the, the show uh, as it's been a video show, and I've been fortunate enough to have great guests to feature in there as well. You know, uh, Dr. Joe Jorgensen, the Libertarian presidential candidate. Uh, Spike Cohen, the vice presidential candidate. Uh, Jacob Hornberger, back when he was in the... Uh, in the runnings when we were still trying to figure out who the libertarian nominee would be. Uh, and, uh, even, even Bill Ottman, for example, um, is in there as well. Who is a CEO of minds.com. So there's been, there's been, I haven't done a laundry list of guests. I haven't had 9 billion guests on the show, but, uh, this is working. This is all going according to plan. Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. Um, for the Emperor, Star Wars, nerd. But that's how I wanted to work it out. I wanted to take, you know, baby steps in, in, into interviews. And, and so far, I've been on the mark of getting, you know, at least one interview in a month, which was a good goal. So it was a lofty goal. We're, we're meeting it here at FritzCast. Thanks to my crack expert team, of schedulers and feelers and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just me. It's just me. But um, we, uh, we're, um, I want to still remain taking those steps. I, you know, it's it's just like uh, on another show. I was on uh, my buddy Stephen Ignoramus's podcast and he asked, you know, what about live streaming? You do live streaming? Have you ever thought about doing that? And and it's 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 a thought. I, I actually thought about clicking the live stream button. My little program here can hook up to Restreamio and then dole it out, you know, to a bunch of places. And I thought about it, you know, uh, but I'm still shying away from that. I feel like if I'm going to do live streaming, it has to be like a set time every week, guaranteed to get people to want to, you know, click and watch live. Uh, so I'm still tooling around with that. I just, I don't want to make a commitment like that and halfway through it, you know, or two episodes into it or whatever, tell you, you know, hey, I can't, I can't do this, so I'm not going to keep it up or I'm going to switch it to this day or I'm going to bounce around all throughout the week. I, it doesn't seem smart to me, so... Uh, you can keep your ears peeled on that front. It might be something in the works, but uh, nothing concrete just yet. I, I can't believe it's August, man. I, I really, uh, as much as as much as there hasn't been things to do because of COVID, and there hasn't been a lot going on. It's just it's it's insane to wrap my mind around. We're in August, or we're gonna be in August tomorrow. Uh, but and and. Some of it is, is just milestones. Uh, you know, yesterday, uh, my wife and Emmy and I went to my mother's house, and it was my mother's birthday. Um, who It's her 49th, 74th birthday. And, uh, I mean, it was it, it was great to, to go to my mother's. It's great to go to my mother's anytime. Uh, the visits did peel back uh, significantly because 
of coronavirus and, and concerns there, you know, especially because I'm in a working environment. I, I still go to work every day. Uh, thankfully, I'm, 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 I'm entering right now a, a two-week off period, so I can get to relax and refresh myself and my mind and even catch up on some of this news that, I, that I've been missing out on. Uh, but it was great to see, you know, my mother uh, celebrate her birthday. Uh, and, and also, just with uh, j- just with with Emmy, she's she's ten months going on eleven months. August is eleven months, and then September's her first year birthday, and that's insane. It's insane to think about. Um, y- you know, raising raising a child is 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 an amazing experience. Uh, that, that just I mean, everything changes for you as a parent. Uh, Especially your first dive in, uh, so so much, you know, so much to take in, so many milestones to take in. How they learn, how they adapt, uh, how they evolve to things, and uh, it, it's insane to think about. Like you know, she's she's nearly walking. Um, she's she's babbling like no end. It's getting to sh- getting her to shut up is the trick. Not not really. Take her into a room of crowded people or unfamiliar people. She claims right up, but uh, it, it's been an amazing experience to take that all in. And, and uh, I, I plan on writing a another database blog in the coming, you know, probably in the coming weeks about it. And I'm definitely doing one for the year mark. But uh, it's also been a struggle. I mean, think about think about you raising a kid uh, in in times of, of, a, of a pandemic, you know, where life has been altered at the hands of, of the state, at the hands of the government, uh, d- to the degree that, like, you know, there's developmental things to, to be worried about. Uh, Emmy, so kids develop a lot through eyes, through seeing things, and especially with language, watching people's mouths. That's how they learn language. It's how they learn how to interpret things, and they learn facial expressions and and what's a happy face, what's a sad face, you know, what's a mad face, an angry face. That's it. They that it's a big thing that I never would have been thinking about this stuff if I didn't have a kid right now. Uh, but it's amazing because you know, obviously, family gatherings or whatever uh, at home, we're we're not wearing face masks at at a family function. Um, we're not wearing face masks. If we're outside with enough separation and all that, but if I go to a grocery store with her, she's just she's looking all around at everybody masked up, and it's it's that's a difficult environment for a child because she's looking at me and I have a mask on, and I'm talking to her and she can hear me, but she can't see my face, she can't she can't see my mouth move, she can't take in any of those things. It's got to be, I can't imagine how it is on her and her development because this is core stuff in her development. And it's probably something that's not talked about a lot at all. But in, in any case, it's amazing. She's about to be a year old. I can't, I can't believe that. I can't believe she's about to be a year old. Time moves so fast. And in the same instance, we were just talking about, me and Brian Nichols were just talking about COVID time, which makes it sometimes seem doubly fast. Um, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So, I'm on I'm on two weeks uh, of vacation. Well, not vacation actually. It's parental leave. 
uh, and uh, initially, this is uh, this is kind of like this is a rant slash me being disgruntled, disappointed. Let let me have my moment, okay? I understand it. it it's incredibly selfish of me <laughs> to have this moment, but I, I'm going to do it. We were supposed to be going to Wildwood, uh, New Jersey, to the beach. We do it every year. We go for a, for a whole week. We rent a beach house. We're just at the beach. Uh, you know, you, you take the cars, you park them at your place, and then you you hardly need to take them anywhere. Maybe take them to the store that's nearby, uh, but you mostly stay in the beach house, and then you go from the beach house to the beach to the boardwalk to you know the, the anything that's within walking distance, and uh, you chill. And it is so refreshing and relaxing. And it was, luckily, the guy that we rent from, because we rent from him every year, was more than okay with pushing uh, our credit to next year because of things like quarantines that are being enforced and mandatory mask mandates where you even have to wear them outside, where you even have to wear them on the beach, on the sand, even if you're socially distant from people. So we... We asked, we requested for that for 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 a push to next year because who really who wants to go to the beach when you have to wear a mask? Who wants to go to the beach uh, when nothing at the beach is going to be open? Uh, who who wants to do any of that? Even I thought I thought there was a fleeting thought in my mind that just just the change of scenery would be nice. You know, like you won't we won't be at the house at least. We'll be somewhere else. No, no. We we pushed it off, and it, it at first, you know, at first we we seemed like cool, like you know, hey, it is what it is. We're, we're credited for next year. We don't have to worry about budgeting for next year. We can actually save more spending money now uh, for next year, and even build up a fund for the year after. Now there's a lot of convenient things that come with it, but then you get there, and you're like, well, yeah. I'm glad to be away from work for two weeks. I'm glad to have the child bonding time. I really am. But I'm kind of mad that I won't be going to the beach. Not going to lie. Kind of mad. It's very frustrating. It's just, it's aggravating because you can't do anything in some cases. What are you going to do? Sucks. So that being said, oh, well, this is a good segue for that. Uh, I want to play this clip from hearings that have been going on <clears throat> with uh, with within uh, our fantastic government. Uh, so let's go to the Chrome screen, which we're going to do something new instead of shrinking me, moving me away from the screen or whatever. Uh, we're going to do we're going to do this. We're going to see if uh, see if this works out any better. This is the clip that I want. The chair now recognize. Minutes, Mr. Jordan. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Dr. Fauci, do protests increase the spread of the virus? Do protests increase the spread of the virus? Uh, I think I can make a general statement. Well, half a million protesters on June 6th alone. Yeah. I'm just asking that number of no. people. Does yeah. it increase the spread of the virus? Cra crowding together, particularly when you're not wearing a mask, contributes to the spread of the virus. Should we limit the protesting? I'm not sure what you mean should – how do we say limit the protesting? Should the government limit the protesting? I, I, I don't think that's relevant to – Well, to, you just said if it increases the spread of the virus, I'm just asking should we limit it? 
Well, I'm, I'm not in a position to determine what the government can do in a forceful way. Well, you make all kinds of recommendations. You, no. you make comments on dating, on baseball, on everything no. you can imagine. I'm just asking, you just said that, yeah. that protests increase the spread. No. I'm just asking you, should we try to limit the protests? No, I think I would leave that to people who have more of an, a, a position to do that. I can tell you... Government stopping people from going to church, Dr. Fauci? Yeah. Last week in the Calvary Chapel case, five liberals on the Supreme Court said it was okay for Nevada <clears throat> to limit church services. Governor, I mean, Justice Gorsuch said it best. He said, there's no, there's no world in which the Constitution permits Nevada to favor Caesar's palace over Calvary Chapel. I'm just asking, is there a world where the Constitution says you can favor one First Amendment liberty protesting right. over another practicing your faith? I'm not favoring anybody over anybody. I'm just making a statement that's a broad statement that avoid crowds of any type, no matter where you are, because that leads to the acquisition and transmission and I don't judge one crowd versus another crowd. When you're in a crowd, particularly if you're not wearing a mask, that induces it's just, the it's spread. A simple, it's a simple question, doctor. Should we limit the protest? Government is obviously yeah. lim limiting people yeah. going to church. And, and look, I, I'm there's, not, been no, there's been no violence that I, I yeah. can see at church. I haven't seen people yeah. during a church service go out and, and harm police officers right. or burn buildings. But we know that. I mean, for 63 days, right. nine weeks, it's been happening in Portland. Right. Yeah. Well, one night in Chicago, 49 officers were injured, but no limit to pro no limit to protest. But boy, you can't go to church on Sunday. What was the, uh, I don't know how many times I can answer that. I'm not going to opine on limiting anything. I'm just going to tell you. You've opined a on a lot of things, Dr. Fauci. Yeah, but I've never. This said is something that directly impacts the spread of the virus, yeah. and I'm asking your 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 position on the protest. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm not going to opine on limiting anything. I'm telling you what it is the danger. And you can make your own conclusion about that. You should stay away from crowds, no matter where the crowds stopped, are. Government has, uh, government has stopped people from going to work. In fact, just in New Jersey four days ago, Ian Smith, Frank Trombetta were arrested for opening up, for trying to operate their business, their gym. They were arrested. But I, my, my bet is if these two individuals own this gym, were outside just in front of their gym, and all the people who were working out in their gym were outside protesting. They'd been just fine. But because they were in the gym working out, actually running their business, they got arrested. Do you think that's okay? You know, I'm not going to opine on who gets arrested and who does not. I mean, I, I, you get where I'm going. I'm telling you, as a public health official, I say crowds. Do you see the inconsistency, though, Dr. Fauci? There's no inconsistency, Congressman. What? I'll leave it at that. Uh... While I go back to my main screen here, excuse me, I'm still playing around with the program, okay? Cut me some slack. I work a full-time job. I still haven't fully played with this program, but I'm getting it down, right? Okay, and then the audio listeners are sitting there like, what is he even talking about? I, don't, I can't even see anything. Uh, <laughs> Jim Jordan is an interesting character. Um, I don't always like Jim Jordan, uh, to, to be honest with you. Uh, but this is... Th this is what I've been talking about uh, for the past couple of weeks with with Portland, what we've been seeing happening in Portland. More on that in a, in a moment, uh, but it's it, to me, at least anyway. Fauci can say he's not going to opine on you know what should or should not be allowed, who should be arrested, and who should not be arrested. At the end of the day. Okay, we do have a constitution that provides, you know, constitutional rights, which, which honestly, it's not constitutional rights; it's limitations against what the government can do against you. 
that 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 is that it's your protection against a tyrannical government. I'm not arguing with anybody's right to protest. Okay, in Portland, everybody kind of wants to get into this uh, the, this I don't know hyperbolic uh, the, or overbloated talking about uh, what, you know what's going on in Portland about about. Uh, uh, secret, uh, secretive military police abducting people, and and uh, you know things of that nature, and, and a huge federal presence and all that. You know, we'll we'll talk about all that in a minute. But if we're allowing people to protest, which is a mass gathering outside, masks or no masks, I don't care. I'm, I don't care about the masks at this point. Uh, if everybody's out there wearing a mask and and observing proper social distancing, if we're going to say that protesting is fine as long as it's within those parameters and we're going to allow it and we're going to fall back and let it happen because, you know, that's the American experience, that's the human right, uh, fine. But if we're going to do that, you pretty much at this point have to give up any lockdown and any restriction on any other thing. You really do. You really, really do. Because at this point, I mean, you know, I, we can get into a semantics argument about some stuff, I'm sure. Uh, you know, going to a beach is a luxury. It's not protesting for, you know, it's not protesting against a tyrannical government and, and rights of the people or whatever. Uh, but at this point, if people can go out and protest... You can't tell them you can't go to the beach. If people can go out and protest, you, you, you can't tell them they can't go to church. You can't tell people these things. And, and this goes this harkens back to my conversation on Stephen Ignoramus's show, which was weeks ago, you know, a month ago. I forget how long ago it was. Uh, but you're, you're talking about people couldn't go to their own family members' funerals. They had to limit... The amount of people going to a funeral to like ten people, and they couldn't. People couldn't be pallbearers. It was being done by the funeral home directors and all that. Funerals. Now you couldn't have a proper goodbye. You couldn't go through a proper step of grieving the loss of a loved one. But you can go out in the streets and holler and hoot and tear down statues if you want. And that's perfectly fine. This isn't a semantics argument. It's not. You're either all in on one or you're all in on the other. There's very few instances where you will see Fritz come out and say there's a black or a white issue. It's, it's, there's no gray. There's no in-between. Uh, usually there is. Usually there's lots of in-between, and that's something else that we're going to discuss momentarily, uh, something having many shades of gray and, and deeper interpretation into it. This doesn't. This is cut and dry. If gathering is bad in public and we want to limit it, you got to go after these protesters, and you have to say, hey, we get it. Uh, you're protesting for something that's that's very, you know, it's a very noble thing. It has to be the government needs to enact this change, uh, but we're in a pandemic. Stop being irresponsible. If you're going to use that rhetoric to the people who want to go to church, which, by the way, churches can socially distance and put up 
all sorts of, uh, uh, you know, different things. They, they can amend their church processes completely to limit contact and, uh, and limit the amount of people gathered and still wear face masks and, and a bunch of stuff. Still could do it in a church. Uh, absolutely. They could amend their services. They could amend a bunch of stuff. Uh, not just churches, schooling, uh, gathering, concerts, uh, entertainment, movies, uh, beach, bunch. It's a never-ending list of things that we can amend. So you're either all in or all out. You're you're either all in or all out. If you're going to condemn people for wanting to go to a church, even when they were doing a drive-through church service, that happened like a month or two ago. A drive-in church service. And people were still complaining about that, but they won't touch the protesters. Why? Because uh, politics, semantics. It, be, it becomes a... But these guys are protesting the, the bad guy that's in office, and, and the bad guy in office, uh, anything that's against him is, is a good thing. We, we shouldn't do anything to quell that. We should always support that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just... It doesn't work. It's either time to say... Everybody's got to follow the mask mandates and the limiting the public contact and all of that. It either has to be all that or shut up because there's no picking and choosing. There is no picking and choosing anymore. No, it's either all in or shut up. Choose one. Choose one, media. And Fauci is no better than this because what... what Think about the things that's happened with Fauci. Uh, he threw that horrible first pitch, all right, uh, for the MLB, in which he was seen not where he was seen wearing his mask going out to the pitcher's mound where nobody was around him. He's wearing a mask. Then he's up in the stands with uh, I believe it's his wife and somebody else I forget who, and his mask is dangling you know from the side of his ear and he's you know hooting and hollering. He never puts it back on, and some people. Some people wanted to say, well, you know, what's the big deal? Uh, you know, because there was nobody else there. There was nobody else there, by the way, either. So there's Dr. Fauci enjoying a baseball game in public uh, while nobody else can. He's throwing the first pitch. He's getting a baseball card made of himself. That's one of the top-selling baseball cards, which, by the way, he had to consent to all of that. Um, I'm just saying, it seems a little vain to me. Uh, but it also seems kind of like a joke too. Uh, for anybody that, you know, I don't, I'm not going to poop all over Fauci, uh, but at the start of this whole thing, Fauci is the one who said masks were, you know, not necessary and actually kind of stupid. That's what he said. And then he backtracked and said, well, I said that so that there wouldn't be a run on masks all over the nation, which, which would have, you know, depleted resources, yada, yada, blah, 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 bull crap, whatever. That's it, it's insane, and, and to go just to go off of Portland, all right. The, the Portland thing has been crazy. We're gonna go to my Twitter DMs where I save all the videos and stuff. Uh, this is my main hub, and I'm sorry about you know that, but this is my main hub for uh, for things. And, and there's a plethora of things uh, throughout here in sources, you know. I, for people who are watching, they're like, oh, he's got Dave Rubin there. That's just a funny little Simpsons clip. 
forefront, but you know, they're oh, he's got Dave Rubin, or oh, he's got uh, this is my favorite one, not uh, where was it? Uh, right here, I- Ian Miles Chang. Um, people will look at me and say, you know, oh, well, this guy's it's a source, it's a video. Uh, I, I analyze the video, I try to analyze things on, on whole different levels, so you make fun of me all you want, but um. Look at this. Uh, this is just some of the some of the things that have been going on in Portland, and you know, uh, if you're not into if if this is something you're not into, you know, I'm sorry. It'll be it'll be brief, but uh, I, I feel like I gotta show it. This. Was- these are these are flashbangs going off. You know, that's one instance. There's there's lots of videos from from the look look at this one. I don't want to go full screen there. Calm down. Look, this is what this is what some of the stuff that Antifa was doing. Well, might not be Antifa. That might be a stretch. But uh, this is what's been going on. Laser beams, obviously fireworks at the courthouse. Starting fire. And then every day, they the feds put the fence back up. These guys show up. They tear the fence down. Um, there's um there's a lot to be said about uh, the the violence that has been going on in Portland. That I'm I'm still not sure. I'm still not sure how I feel about it or what to really even say about it on a level because there's been, you know, militarized police. They're federal agents. They're in gear that's camouflaged. Uh, They had patches. They were identified. But because it's camouflaged and all that, it's hard to, you know, distinguish that. They were scooping up. Uh, there's videos of them scooping up, you know, a person here or a person there uh, from these protests uh, and throwing them into unmarked vehicles and all that. And people want to say, you know, oh, they're being kidnapped. Um, from my understanding, from what I read of all of them, they they, they were taken, uh, read their charges, and then subsequently released. Uh, so I'm not entirely sure it's a kidnapping per se. Uh, just like it's a federal building, if they put up federal, uh, if they put up uh, uh, fences to keep people blocked out from it because they've been trying to set fire to it or damage it in some kind of way, uh, you know, I, I think we have a group of people acting aggressively towards this building or whatever. 
uh, it's a mixed bag. It really is a mixed bag. Uh, and I'm still trying to dissect because I don't want to dive too deeply into it because I, I don't know how this all sparked. I don't know if this is just carryover and this has been going on since the George Floyd protests have started and whatnot. But it, it, Portland, it's been like nonstop. It's been like every day. And then that was the first place that Trump sent, uh, you know, federal agents to. And again, there, there's a dozen videos, uh, hundreds of videos, actually, of uh, of these people trying to tear the fences down and successfully tearing the fences down and starting fires and shooting fireworks and uh, you know, a bunch of other stuff. So uh, to, for people saying that there's no intimidation towards the officers... I'm having a hard time not seeing intimidation towards the officers. Uh, are they just in there blasting big groups of people that are relatively peaceful? No, because I've seen a dozen videos at Portland where they're gathered and everything's peaceful and quiet, but then all of a sudden come out, you know, the rabble rousers. Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't know what to make heads or tails of that. I don't want to sit here and give you bullshit. I really don't, but it's been nonstop every day, every night, every day, every night, craziness um, with with that. Uh, just looking over a couple more of my notes. This Garrett Foster, that's who I want to talk about real quick. Uh, now, what I'm going to show you, the video that I'm going to show you is quite graphic. Well, it's not, the subject matter is graphic, um, and it's not for the faint heart. I want to show this because I need to talk about this as well uh, with, with the protests and all that. Garrett Foster, the Libertarian Party, has been mourning uh, this because uh, they state that Garrett Foster was a member of the Libertarian Party. This is in Texas. He's out protesting in Texas, Black Lives Matter, uh, and he's armed. I want to play the interview clip that he gave, and then I want to play what happened. Uh, so that's the way that we're going to tackle this one. So this is the interview clip. Uh, AK-47. Uh, what you got it out tonight? They don't let us march in the streets anymore, so got to practice some, some of our rights. Nah, I think the, uh, I mean, if I use it against the cops, I'm dead, and I think all the people that hate us and, you know, want to say shit to us are too big of uh, pussies to stop and actually do anything about it, so. Why'd you start caring? Well, our roommate got arrested, and they stopped letting us march anywhere, so started caring. So that was the that, that that's the interview of why he's carrying his AK-47. Which in Texas, all bets are off. That's a that is a right that uh, you have in Texas. You can you can protest fully armed. Um, Second Amendment right. Uh, Garrett, uh, I'm I'm reading off of Todd Hagopian's now. I interviewed Todd Hagopian. Um, I'm reading off of his information right now. Uh, Garrett Foster was a libertarian activist. Uh, he was marching in, in these for weeks, apparently. Um, 
he uh, he his fiance is a uh, some sort of uh, uh, she's wheelchair bound paraplegic uh, amputee. Uh, so he was out protesting with her. Um, he's a Black Lives Matter ally. He's a veteran. Uh, attended over fifty Black Lives Matter protests. Fed the homeless every week, and he was shot dead exercising his First and Second Amendment rights. Now, Todd is uh, is on the case of this. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with with his uh, outlook on this. I'll actually read you the one that that I believe. Uh, is is the proper analyzation of, of this incident, but this is what uh, this is what happened, uh, and I'll explain real quick. A car comes to an intersection where there's a red light, and for all intents and purposes, it looks like this car comes up to a red light. California rolls through it in a right turn, and there's a group of protesters there. Um, at no point, to me at least, anyway, in the video of the car, does it look like he targeted and was maliciously driving through uh, a bunch of protesters, uh, not like what was seen in, in Charlotte years ago. Uh, but I'm going to play the clip. He, he drives into the crowd. This happens. This is that car just ran over somebody. As you heard, the car runs over somebody, or she, the, the person filming thinks that car ran over somebody. It is, um, <clears throat> people got pictures. This is Garrett right here, allegedly, and it looks as though he might be holding his rifle in a low ready approaching this car. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, I just realized I played that video, and that could get me flagged on YouTube and t have this episode taken down. Um, hopefully, that's not the case, because uh, I'm I'm literally just sharing it for news purposes uh, and and analyzation purposes. That uh, that's what happened, <coughs> and I could bring up a bunch of other. Video clips that show, you know, the the, the car and, and and different angles and all that. Um, some new information came out because this the, the person that shot Garrett Foster um, has come forward uh, at Troller Tarion on Twitter, a good buddy of mine. Uh, I wanted to read his thread real quick on this because I absolutely agree with his thread on this, and then I want to talk just just final note to wrap up the episode on. Uh, on how people are acting, uh, you know, in these protests, and then when talking about incidents like this when they happen, I, you know, I think it's a very important to have this discussion. Uh, so, Troller Tarion, hope you don't mind me reading your material, buddy. Um, but here we go. He goes, Here comes the shit show, wearing in on the Garrett Foster shooting now that the shooter has come forward. Uh, quote, Driver is a rideshare 
merchant and gave the stoplight the California roll to be greeted with people in the road. He swerves to miss the people on his passenger side and stops the vehicle. They begin to bang and beat on his car. Mr. Foster is in the crowd who approached his vehicle. He is masked and he's open carrying an AK-47 rifle. You saw that in the interview footage. He's masked, he's carrying an AK-47. Uh, a rifle that can and will turn into a car into a Swiss effing cheese. He brings the rifle to a low ready position and the driver produces his own pistol and shoots Mr. Foster. Mr. Foster falls to the ground with critical wounds. Another man produces a weapon and fires rounds into the car while that crowd now scatters. The driver drives a distance away and calls the cops reporting the shooting while the police on scene begin to render aid. Mr. Foster, a man that from what I have read is a person I would likely or probably have a beer with and from all accounts seemed like a really good guy with a good heart. However, I believe his response, that raising of his weapon to a ready position, is what cost him his life. He wanted to defend the people and his girlfriend, I believe, from someone he felt was posing a threat. His posture with the rifle would send me, if I was the driver, from a condition orange to immediate condition red. Eight inches higher and Garrett's rifle is pointed at my head and all he has to do is press the trigger and my head turns into a canoe. Would I have produced my weapon and fired at Mr. Foster? I don't know. But I can say there would be a strong chance that I would have taken Garrett as a threat. That being said, it is a damned tragedy and I wish he was alive for his friends and his family. Uh, by the way, a couple of images... To, exp to explain the thread that I'll show, uh, you already saw the one here where uh, it appears Garrett is at a low ready position uh, there. And then uh, the image here, uh, white, unprepared and unready to take action. Yellow, prepared, alert and relaxed, good situational awareness. Orange, alert to probable danger, ready to take action. And red, action mode, focused on the emergency at hand. And black, panic, breakdown of physical and mental performance. Which, you know, back to the main screen here. Uh, that's what this situation looks like. It looks like a tragic situation. And I have to, I have to condemn people right now. I really have to just slap some of you across the face. Uh... For real, for real. Uh, because when people see these videos, when people read these tweets, when people are out and about and these things happen, people tend to think that they know everything about a situation. And especially in social media, this is the worst thing. It's, it's a hot take land. Hot take land. Drop your hot take. Drop what you think about this right now with the limited information that you have at hand. With what you saw. It, it's it really produces just crap. It's it's a shitty way to handle anything at all. And libertarians love picking things apart. They 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 really do. They love digging in deep. Especially because Mr. Garrett seems to be, at least it's stated all over the internet that he was a libertarian. Uh, they they want to be on his side. Even more so, and want to make this a big, you know, a big deal, and and kind of make it like a martyr situation. And I don't think it's that. I think Trollertarian is is absolutely right here in that you have two different situations. Uh, imagine 
I always said I've always said this because this hasn't happened to me, and I don't know how many people are sitting around thinking about what would I do scenarios. Because think about it, these protests are happening all over the nation, big groups of people, and and sometimes people who are in cars they just get surrounded for no reason, just because people are are out and about. They want to make a statement. If you're in a car and you drive down an alleyway and there's a giant group, you know, of protesters and they come up at your car and they don't let you move, how do you feel as a driver? How do you feel as a driver of a vehicle if if your car is swarmed by a, a, a massive group group of people? You're probably scared, depending on what's going on. Especially if they're banging on their hood, if they're yelling, if they're shouting. Maybe you did nothing wrong. Maybe you made a mistake. You know, maybe in in this case. One of the videos clearly shows that this car does the California roll through through a red light, turning right on red, which in many states you can turn right on red after you come to a complete stop. But think about yourself. Have you ever come up to a yield sign and you look and you know you have plenty of room, so you just gun it and you go through anyway? Uh, or you come up to a stop sign, you California roll through it, you don't come to a complete stop, whatever. Uh Imagine if you came. Imagine if you're at a red light. You did that because you know protests are going on. You know people are around. And you just kind of want to get out. You just kind of want to get away from it. And you turn, and then there, all of a sudden, there's just there's a big group of protesters in the street that you know because, again, I'm not trying to exonerate the driver here, but imagine you turn and you do that, and then there's a big group of people there, so you slam on your brakes and you stop, but the big group of people just turn and think you're a jerk that was trying to drive and plow through protesters, instead of thinking maybe you're a human being and you made some, you made a dumb decision, you made a dumb mistake, and now they're surrounded your car, they're banging on, on the windows and all that, and then a guy walks up and he has an AK-47, and he has it at a low ready maybe, you might panic, you might freak out, you might, if you have a gun, grab it, and shoot. It's a tragic situation. It is an absolutely tragic situation. And what's more is this is this is the truly harrow, harrowing part of all this. Because this applies outside of this just this scenario. People's first course of action in analyzing this stuff is to find a way to demonize somebody. Over this, oh, Garrett was in the wrong because he's decked out like a military dude carrying a giant AK-47, uh, which which would only probably cause problems. That's one set of people looking at that. There's another set of people. This guy's driving a car. He's not, you know, driving and following the established laws. He makes a turn without even looking. He almost hits a bunch of people, and then in a panic because a bunch of people are surrounding his car, he shoots his gun and speeds off. Maybe, just maybe, the driver made a mistake. He panicked because who wouldn't panic when a bunch of people are surrounding your car? And Garrett, probably much the same, turns, sees a car, sees a bunch of people around the car. Oh, that car tried to plow in to all these people. We need to go over there because what if he tries to plow through us all again? We can get into the semantic arguments about should a bunch of protesters be in, in the street where cars move. And, you know, we can talk about the libertarian aspects of 
<clears throat> impeding somebody's movement and their right to move, which is a violation of the non-aggression principle. We can do all that, but let's just stop. Let's just stop and realize that something like this is, is a tragic incident. <clears throat> and that in many cases with these things, there is no demon and angel and complete exoneration of one of those parties when it, 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 in this situation, from what I can tell, there's a little blame to be shared all around. So guys, it's been about 50 minutes. That's going to do it for me for this week. Uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. As you newcomers, welcome. Thank you for coming. You know, leave a review, leave comments, leave likes, uh, smash that share button, subscribe, do all those things that I need uh, to help grow Fritz Crackcast because this, this is nothing without you. You are what keeps the show going. You are what made people want to come on this show and be interviewed. I didn't score Joe Jorgensen. You guys helped me score Joe Jorgensen to talk about her presidential run. You guys helped me get Spike Cohen. You guys helped me get Jacob Hornberger. You guys helped me get Todd Hagopian. You guys helped me with that stuff, and you guys helped me branch out in other shows wanting to have me on as well. Brian Nichols, Stephen Ignoramus, uh, Jay Egger, uh, and the list goes on. Uh, so please, if you follow me on Twitter, it's at FritzQS. Facebook.com slash the FritzCast for the, for the Facebook page. Subscribe to me on YouTube. All right, look up Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, all these other podcast catchers. Subscribe, like, uh, leave some reviews. Podchaser.com is another one. Uh, all of that helps the program, and it's greatly appreciated. Trust me. That's going to do it for me. I hope you guys have a good week coming up. Uh, we're going to have a good slate of shows over the next two weeks uh, because I ain't going to be at work. Plain and simple. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm looking forward to coming before you again. was very thankful to come before you again tonight. And uh, guys, take it easy. I'll see you next week. <laughs>